0: Hello, and welcome to How To Be A Better DM. Uh, My name is Tanner Wayland, and I've got here my good friend Justin. Hiya! And today, we're going to make sure to take you through a wild ride called a discussion about how to have a better time (laughs) and do better as being a DM. Uh, Specifically today, we're going to be talking about preparing for your first D&D session. Big, big milestone for everybody. Um, But first off, uh, Justin, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. I got <coughs> a little bit of something in my throat, but uh, we're good. We're good. We're good. So, how are you? That's,
0: that's great. Uh, oh, I'm doing well, you know. it's uh, It's been a full day, and, I, and this is a nice <laughs> cap to that
1: day. Hey, have you guys found a house yet? Oh,
0: oh yes. Yes, actually. We found a, uh, a new build uh, that will really? be done at the end of the year. It's a townhome. Um, which for the listener, uh, you want to know how much a new town home in Utah is costing right now? It's certainly not 550k. That's fine. <laughs> it's it's not. It's a little bit shy of that. It, it sucks. Uh, yeah. If both Kirstie oh, and I weren't working, it would be uh, be rough. But um, <laughs> but as far as it goes, uh, yeah, we're doing well. Um, we, my brother, you know my brother Benj, right?
1: Yeah, Benji.
0: Uh, he, yeah yeah I was like sorry I was like uh, he just graduated from UVU he okay. uh, he just graduated in graphic design he's so talented my goodness yeah we we did that over the weekend um, loved it but uh, anyway for the listener you might notice that we have company so to speak uh, we, we'd like to welcome you to the tavern uh, here we're just just chilling uh, just having a good time. Uh, I would say you know have a nice cup of mead, but I'm I'm strictly, uh, I'm strictly wine nowadays. Uh, <laughs> you know for the health. Uh, <laughs> just joking. Yeah,
1: yeah, the antioxidants. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, let's jump right in uh, with the warm up. So this should get our our brain juices flowing. In, in D and D. Uh, Well, in in, in stories in general, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's often genres, uh, types of adventures that you do. So I want you (coughs) to describe a scene where one genre in the storyline, I guess, one one adventure arc, Mm -hmm. um, shows itself to be another genre or, or incorporates another genre into it.
0: Okay, so you're saying take the general genre of kind of like D&D slash adventure and then incorporate another genre is what you're saying.
1: Essentially. Okay. Essentially. So the adventurers are doing one thing that feels like one genre and then something happens that says, hey, this genre is what's going on right now.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, And I'm actually going to draw a little bit from some ideas uh, loosely, very loosely, from some ideas I've had for the uh, for the one-shot <laughs> that I'm uh, planning to run later. But Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, not really. I said loosely. Oh, <laughs> good. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, so we open up on some adventurers. They walk uh, out of town. They just got a request um, from the local sheriff. He said that the the local farmers have been having trouble. Not only are they short-handed, but they also uh, weird things have been happening with their crops. Uh, Their shipments, which are make up a vast amount of the food that helps the town run, they're just their shipments are coming up short, and the farmers are sending weird reports of strange events. Uh, For example, digging up a potato and finding instead a crow where they had planted potatoes uh, and just various things like that. Uh, and so the adventurers go out. They talk with the farmer. He seems like a down-to-earth guy. Uh, and, uh, and the farmer asks them to help him plant his whole field. Uh, after a series of, uh, of skill checks, the players are able to plow a whole half of it for that day uh, before the sun goes down. Um, but then as they are getting near the end, uh, one of the players is uh, moving a plow. They got an amazing strength check, so they're moving that themselves in addition to the, uh, the ox that is in a different part of the field. You know, they're pulling. Muscles are straining. It's great. Uh, they're going, and as they're going, suddenly they hit something that stops them. Uh, they go over, and as they start trying to move it, assuming it's a rock... Uh, instead, what they find is a pitch black stone uh, that, you know, that almost seems to absorb the light. As they dig around it, the stone almost naturally seems to fall uh, to the side, revealing a face of a crying woman with the, uh, carved into the stone with deep gouges where the tears would run. And as they're looking, slowly, actual tears start to come from the eyes of the woman. And that's where I'm going to end it. But basically, yeah, I I think that horror is a great place uh, to, you know, mix genres. I also think, you know, mixing up tasks is a great place where you can mix up genres, right? Like helping a farmer plow their field, Mm -hmm. you know, that's... uh, you know, it's very different, but you still do skill checks. Uh, you can still have a sense of accomplishment, you know. So, yeah, a little something there.
1: I think that was awesome. And uh, I cannot wait for the, uh, the one shot. Even if I don't get to play because we have too many people who sign up, I will, th- I will be there <clears throat> watching and uh, uh, being a fly on the wall because it sounds like a really cool story. Um, and actually, speaking of one shots, uh, a couple of announcements for our listener. We we just gotta first say thank you so much to a, a few listeners who signed up for our last one shot, which happened last week. We actually had Jordan, Anna, and Dan. <coughs> uh, they played Saria, Frankel. Uh, no, you played Frankel. Sorry, yeah. uh, Tribble, and what was the what was the third name? Shoot, Oh, Mir. Meyer. Or That's it's like right, Meyer. Meyer. Yeah, Meyer. Exactly. And uh, we, we had a, f- a fun time with them. It was really nice to just get to you know see. Well, maybe not see because they didn't have their cameras up. I think they were s- slightly shy. Um, not everyone has as good-looking a face. I'm totally kidding because, yeah, my beard as is you? terrible. As you? Go eyes. ahead.
0: Say it, Justin. Um, um, say it into <laughs> yes, the, as, <laughs> into the as recording. Yes, as the dungeon
1: master. <laughs> uh, but, no, um, it's just really fun to be able to see listeners of the show and, and, and interact with them in a really fun way and and actually have them critique me uh, a couple of them sent me some notes afterwards of things that I could definitely improve on and it was actually super helpful one of them in particular was telling me uh things I didn't know about farms which you know D&D you're around farms all the time right so you'd think that you'd need to know that so that, that was super useful but um yeah so just thank you so much for all that support and uh Yeah, so if you want to sign up, I know you're going to hear about it later, but if you want to sign up for the one shot at the end of this month, Tanner will be your DM and you get to taste the story that he, well, I guess you get to eat the story that he let us taste at the beginning of today's show,
0: right? Yeah, you know, and uh, obviously it'll be different, but I think, uh, so you have me super curious. (laughs) You don't have to wax eloquent about this, but what did you learn about farms that's, Mm -hmm. that's so different? I'm so curious.
1: So, <coughs> if you remember specifically that part when, uh, and, and, and spoiler alert, um, there was a cow in the one shot, very briefly, and the cow had not been milked, and uh, uh, I was actually oh told yes, that I when cows this. aren't milked, they actually get sick. I, I forgot yes. the name of it. It's like mystosis, or I don't know. I, I forget what it is. Um, yeah. But that, if if I had known that, I could have painted that into the scenery, and that would have been an extra clue for you adventurers that, oh, something's wrong here, because this cow hasn't been milked in a while, rather than, oh, the cow just hasn't been milked, whatever.
0: Interesting, yeah, yeah.
1: That specifically was something that I was like, wow, that that could have been really good foreshadowing, and also good scenery, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, luckily we had a druid, but otherwise we would have totally missed that, because um, the druid was able to speak with the cow, but yeah,
1: <laughs> impressive, I like that. Moving on to the announcements, uh, make sure you guys also sign up for our newsletter. Uh, that should be coming out in the next week or so. Also, last thing is, sorry, it, it's just a question. Um, if you're interested in us live streaming these uh, duo shows, I guess, where Tanner and I both are on the show, uh, we can definitely do that. Uh, you just need to reach out to us on Instagram at how to be a better dm or on email, Uh, that is uh, howtobeabetterdmpodcast at gmail.com, I believe. I'll I'll, I'll figure that out in the show notes. Uh, But email us or send it to us on Instagram and just let us know that's something you're interested in.
0: Okay, so to get into the actual topic for today, preparing for your first D&D session, uh, we just wanted to run through some things that we think would be you know, they're important in other situations, but they're especially important uh, if, if you are doing it the first time. No matter how much you prepare, you are essentially doing it fresh. And so, uh, honestly, I just wanted to uh, know, Justin, uh, what would you recommend that the players focus on for their first D&D session?
1: Uh, well, first thing is first. It's not going to be perfect, so I think you need to remember that. Um, and <clears throat> uh, you're going to be, you'll, you'll probably be like a little nervous. Uh, everyone's always nervous when they're acting or, or doing things that um, they're new. So, what I recommend, and this is, I, I do this even for every session, honestly. Uh, I do sort of a run through in my mind. <clears throat> I kind of do the basic plot lines that I'm going to be focusing on in the session. Um, essentially pulling on any of the threads that were exposed in the last session and uh, in my preparation I should have kind of written out the next steps for each of those and In the run-through I'm essentially going to look at all my notes and say okay. Here's the the projected timeline a then B then C then D uh, just so that way in the game when they're like hey we do D and you're like crap they haven't even done A yet. You understand that D is still possible because you've kind of gone through the timeline. Uh, and, And again it's just quickly looking over your notes just to make sure you got it all in your brain at least a little bit or you can know where to find it really quickly. Justin here from how to be a better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show It's gonna be called Pact and Boon and we're really excited about it I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm gonna be playing in the show Jolland Gray Jolland is a six-foot tall earth ganasi and he has tan skin that is almost the color of red canyon rock He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch, he's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxurious clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Ghast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person. And really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash PACTNBoon, that's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N, and put in your name and email so you can get notified when and Boon is released.
0: That's great, honestly, yeah. I, I think... Uh, w- one of my uh, tips kind of feeds right into that, uh, where, uh, where I think keeping your plan simple uh, is, is a very great way to start the first session. For example, uh, planning something that you know isn't going to be uh, affected by your lack of experience. You know, because you have to address the fact that like, hey, I am inexper- inexperienced. Uh, so, like, for me, what I think is very simple uh, is, uh, is maybe a simple dungeon or house exploration, right? Uh, for example, the, uh, the Curse of Strahd uh, a D&D campaign, uh, that one starts out and you're uh, kind of the intro, the tutorial level, so to speak, uh, is this haunted house, and it starts out and it and your very first battle is with a suit of armor very simple you know and I thought that uh, when I ran that campaign I thought that was a very simple and wonderful way to get started uh, because they got to search through some rooms I was able to give them descriptive you know text so to speak And, and then and then they had this fun little combat you know they were all like I think first level Players, and you know it got crazy even with a suit of armor but it was like super fun and, and then that was like and that was most of a session right uh, and i think that if you're gonna plan for your first one don't plan like anything like super intense like a super intense dungeon or super intense fights because i think having like most of the first session be a fight it, it's kind of a lot of pressure uh to start out like that and same for like if you're just doing a lot at an exposition dump uh, from like the Tan Mayor or whatever, then that's also gonna cause you gotta put on your role playing face and it's also gonna drag it down. So, you know, uh, kinda like you were saying, uh, when you're putting out the uh, list of things, like the steps or the uh, plot points, I guess, uh, make sure that uh, you make most of the ones at the start pretty simple. And hard to fail at so that you can kind of warm yourself up, right?
1: I completely agree. And honestly, one thing you should also know is you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes uh, because you will. Um, But keeping it simple will hopefully alleviate some of that. Uh, One thing I also like to do for your first session is, you know, prepare the space, like get into the mood. Uh, And and that sounds really funny, but uh, having all of your minis there that you want to have or having your battle maps that you're gonna use, or you know, having your, your DM set up and, and your, your screen all around it, and, and uh, your, your death roll gaming uh, dice trays, and that's a little plug. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> just having it all ready really makes it a lot easier to sit down, step into the role, and, and be there. I mean, we all know that um, sometimes you, you buy the equipment and that makes you feel like the expert. And in in D and D, having the confidence to project yourself as the expert really does help. I mean, listen to me—that's <laughs> a joke. But uh, also, having snacks is also a good thing to prepare because you don't want to be in the middle of a session and be like, "Ah, I'm hungry," you know. No, yeah,
0: that's uh, that's great. I think, um, although, like one thing I would point out, uh, pr- how you're going to prepare for an online uh, session versus. Uh, one in person is going to look a little bit different. Um, uh, for example, like if I was if I was you, and you were getting started with your first online, let's say let's say you're doing roll twenty like we often do for our one shots. Uh, what you're going to want to do uh, is have one of the players, um, maybe the one you're closest to, uh, just come on like a few minutes early. You know. And then you'll have a chance to run through any technical issues. Make sure you know your camera, your mics, your screen sharing. All that is good. (laughs) You know, Make sure that they can hear any music that you have playing in the background, so to speak. Um, Yeah, I think just uh, having someone come on early and help you with that can help you feel a lot more ready once the bulk of the players get on, right?
1: One other thing I want to add is I would prepare... These particularly um, specific snippets that you write word for word. I know that D and D is a lot about improvisation. Improvisation, excuse me. Uh, but having specific blocks of text describing very impactful scenes uh, can really make the difference between your players feeling like you are novice or. Your players feel uncomfortable and immersed in the story and one of those is particularly the beginning block of text used to to bring the players into the game but i also think uh blocks of text you know generated around impactful scenes for example if your <clears throat> my my characters they went and fought an elder blade an elder brain in their last session and uh, obviously, the goal is to have them kill the elder brain. And so that would have been a prime moment to write a specific block of text around you shoot the arrow, and the arrow goes right through the crack in the vat holding this giant brain and right into its cerebrum. And right as it does, you feel this mental scream that emanates out. You know, and, and create this very descriptive moment as if to slow time down, especially in, in initiative. Uh, and and that's also a nice way to be like initiatives over uh, to slow time down and to show grand effect I think doing that is a really good way of making sure and you can actually use that as kind of pillars in your plot to make sure that uh, kind of the important points are well described
0: yeah I I absolutely agree especially uh, and I don't even think it's hard to do uh, really for example, if you're only having three different areas or scenes for a session, then I would say that that's like, oh, you have three paragraphs that you need to write. Like, that's, that's not hard, right? Um, or at least it's not too hard. Uh, you could have uh, a paragraph about, you know, introducing where the players are at. Um, if they go to a tavern, you could have a paragraph uh, kind of setting the scene there. Uh, if they run into a key npc uh, in a specific location you could have a paragraph about that uh, just these different things that will kind of help them know that you're almost transitioning or or that it's something it kind of helps them transition from place to place and not feel uh, either distracted or or at least it helps pull them uh, in along with you right uh, especially when you're doing a lot of jokes and gaffes and also Uh, just thinking about uh, mechanics and everything like that it really helps uh, you progress the story and help them feel immersed uh, just with some simple uh, text. Yeah, I I really like that one. Um.
1: You obviously have good taste. I mean, you listen to How to Be a Better DM, after all. We thank you so much for your support. And if you've ever gotten anything useful from How to Be a Better DM take a minute and rate us and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. It goes a very long way to helping our show help many more Dungeon Masters out there who are just like you. If you love our content, help others become better Dungeon Masters too.
0: Speaking of uh, kind of planning something ahead of time, I, I, I don't know about you, Justin, but sometimes I feel like When I start a session or if it's been a while since I've uh, run a session, I I sometimes get very nervous about role playing as an NPC uh, for the players. Uh, Maybe it's like, oh, I overthink, how am I going to talk or what's this guy's little quirk going to be or or who knows what, right? Um, And so what I would recommend, honestly, is if you're going to have, uh, if it's your first session just plan an early NPC maybe it's someone that just bumps into them on the side of the road and they get into like a shadow match where they're like hey watch where you're going you know who knows what it is Uh, but whatever it is you know I would say have an NPC plan and I would even recommend making them kind of exaggerated for example while you may not be very confident uh, in like showing a lot of nuance. Uh, either in an accent or how an NPC acts, if you made like a throwaway NPC at the start who's just either super old or super grumpy or like a crazy British orphan or something, you know, where they're like, hey, sir, give me some bread, whatever it is, right? Uh, I think that if you plan that uh, ahead of time, then you can kind of warm up your uh, role-playing muscles, so to speak, right? Uh, So yeah, that's my advice is just have one of those right out of the gate in your session and then you'll probably feel more comfortable the rest of it.
1: Agreed. And uh, I think that's also a good point to help set the tone for your players because often they'll take their cues from you. And if you do those fun accents and really get into character, they'll do the same thing. Uh, The last thing, uh, well, the last two things I would really add is one, look up or create helpful tables for you. And in the Dungeon Master Guide, there's a ton of them specifically for loot uh, that I find very helpful. But also, random encounter tables are extremely helpful, especially if you are just, you know, traveling or things like that. <clears throat> I like to have these tables uh, because you know you don't have to plan the randomness; you just have to plan to check the tables when something random happens, and then the table decides what's random, essentially. And that's why we use dice. Uh, the last thing I would say. <clears throat> Is just make sure that you're reading up on the lore or or essentially that you are reading the manual that you're using or whatnot Um, because sometimes your players jump ahead sometimes they go farther than you think and it's really nice to know what happens after what happens next because sometimes they just skip what happens next and so I would just make sure that uh, kind of like a run-through of your notes it's essentially a run-through of the guidebook you're using or the story and, and just really understanding the story that's going on writ large, but also some of the, macro, uh, the micro details. Uh, so those are all of my tips. <clears throat> Anything else you wanna add, Tanner?
0: Uh, no, honestly, I think those are all great. Uh, and then almost as a counterpoint to everything we've said, just remember, you know, if it's your first session, your players are gonna understand, right? they're totally going to be behind you they're not going to judge you too harshly Uh, obviously any of these tips will help you help you personally feel confident and it will help the experience be a bit better but uh, it's always better to just do that first session because once you do that then the second one will be better then the third one will be better and so on and and you're gonna be you're gonna be great but, yeah, honestly, Justin, thank you so much for sharing uh, your thoughts on this. Uh, do you have anything else uh, to add in general?
1: Uh, the only thing I have to add is just thank you guys for, for listening to the show. Thank you for, uh, yeah, just thank you for your support. And thank you for helping us with uh, making this show what it is uh it's grown a lot it, I know it's, it's funny to say but it, it's grown a lot in the last eight months or so and you know we're looking to to grow up more so we're just we're and I know I speak for Tanner in, in saying thank you guys for listening to the show
0: yeah absolutely and uh like we said before make sure to sign up for our uh, newsletter uh for our one shots um and also just reach out uh either on Instagram or wherever else we love to hear from you um But until next time, uh, roll initiative.